a person is not just his body it is mind body and soul a combination of three this is the only moment any of us ever gets you're only here now you're only alive in this moment when we talk of unease anxiety tension stress worry all forms of fears they are caused by too much future and as we discuss the commonest cause of stress living in the past or worry about the future practicing living in now makes me much happier it makes me more optimistic and much more satisfied with my life hi i'm jagrati welcome to you are human a podcast attempting to decode human potential and possibilities by bringing you real stories real heroes this is episode 17 It so often happens when we are at work we fantasize about being on a vacation on a vacation we worry about the work piling up on our desks <laughs> we either dwell on the memories of the past or fret about what may or may not happen in the future we don't appreciate the living present because our monkey minds as the buddhists call them walked from thought to thought like monkeys swinging from tree to tree as human beings it is necessary to live more in the moment to be more mindful and when we become mindful we realize that we are not our thoughts instead of letting our life go by without actually living it we awaken to experience it Today I have someone who is living the now and is also educating his patients to do so in order to heal and recover faster. Dr. Deepak Sharma is the one to have officially introduced homeopathy in the Middle East in 1995. While he has treated more than 50,000 cases over the last 25 years in Oman and treats over 40 patients a day at his clinic in Muscat He is here today at You Are Human to talk about the power of now and how not living in the now is the main cause for so many illnesses. He's also going to share with us some tips in order to practice being in the now. Hello and welcome to You Are Human Dr. Sharma. Thank you Jagruti. Thank you so much it's such an honor to have you on my show. Dr. Sharma Let me get to the first question straight away. I have been your patient for quite a few years and I have seen in the past few years you have been educating not just me and a lot more other patients of you to be more mindful to be focusing on living the moment. Why have you switched to such kind of you know an advice and what exactly do you mean by live the now see jaguti my principle is when a patient is coming to you it's not just for medicine it's also for the guidance and a learning to improve his life by changing the way he lives now as you know i am a practicing homeopath and in homeopathy it's not just the disease we treat we treat the disease the person as a whole hmm. and a person is not just his body it is mind body and soul a combination of three hmm. and in any chronic disease a person suffers at all these three levels even in acute i have found definitely they suffer at all these three levels 
So when we talk of unease, anxiety, tension, stress, worry, all forms of fears, they are caused by too much future and not enough presence. Guilt, regret, resentment, grievances, sadness, bitterness, and all forms of non-forgiveness, they are caused by too much of past and not enough presence. So basically, when we talk of any disease, it is always associated with some amount of stress. And if we don't address this stress, we cannot cure completely. Hmm. As it is said that the only time you ever have in which to learn anything or see anything or feel anything or express any feeling or emotion or respond to an event is this moment because this is the only moment any of us ever gets you're only here now you're only alive in this moment so if you learn to live in this moment you assist your body to heal itself much faster and when we are able to connect to a patient and develop the faith of the patient in us, the medicine acts much faster than expected. That is the main reason I always guide almost all my patients to learn to live in now. It does a great positive benefit to the patient's health. Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, last week I had a guest who has been battling testicular cancer. And he, from his own experience, he was telling me that medicines are one part of the healing process. What other plays an important role is our own mind and our own mental peace. So now what you are saying that it's a combination of mind, body and soul. So I can very well, you know, relate to what he was saying from his own personal experience because medicines can do a certain percentage. But then it is our own mind and our own will that plays an important role in our healing process, correct? Absolutely. If the mind is not ready to accept the now, it will not prepare the body to accept the medicines. I'll give you an example. You're sitting at a traffic signal. You're late for an important meeting and you're watching anxiously the time ticking by. You're not accepting the fact it is not in your hand. It is the traffic which, uh, you are, which is delaying you and you're allowing stress to creep in. What happens to your body? It's very interesting, uh, Jagruti. Mm. The moment stress, it could be two types. It could be acute stress, which is actually sometimes beneficial to us. But when we fall into the habit of developing this stress, it becomes a chronic stress. What happens with stress? We have a master gland called hypothalamus which is like a control tower sitting in our brain. Now, the moment we are stressed, we are making this master gland to send signals which are out of order. What does it do? It sends a command to another small endocrine gland, which it commands called the adrenal. Now, adrenal are small glands sitting over your kidneys, which release your stress hormones. Now, what would these stress hormones do? they will trigger your fight or flight response. What will happen because of that? It is cortisone, adrenaline, two of the major stress hormones coming out of adrenal glands. They will make your heart race. They will make your breath quicken and they will make your muscles ready for action. Now, 
originally this response in human body or in any animal's body it was designed to protect the body from any emergency condition this actually prepares you to react quickly but when this stress is recurrent or out of control keeps firing every day like today only i got a patient who has a very rude boss and she is always in stress day after day after day now this can put at much greater risk if your stress doesn't stop firing and these levels of stress remain elevated far longer than is necessary it can take a toll on your health chronic stress which develops because of this recurring stress can cause a variety of symptoms what happens with chronic stress you become more irritable angry without any reason you shout at your kids create a negative environment in your body you become anxious you become depressed you get headaches you develop into insomnia so basically if you see our central nervous system is in charge of this fight and flight response and as i just said in our brain the hypothalamus it gets the ball rolling telling your adrenal gland to release the stress hormone the adrenaline and the cortisol now these hormones they will rev up your heartbeat they will send blood rushing to the areas that need it the most especially during an emergency like your muscles heart and other important organs now when this perceived fear is gone the hypothalamus should tell all systems to go back to normal hmm. it's natural to understand this but if the central nervous system fails to return to normal as happens when the stressor doesn't go away or you're not able to control your stress and as we discuss the commonest cause of stress living in the past or worry about the future then this cns or central nervous system response continues now this chronic stress can also become a major factor in behavioral changes in people they can develop bulimia overeating or loss of appetite they might find respite in addictions like alcohol other drugs smoking social withdrawal you will be surprised if i tell you your respiratory and your cardiovascular system are the first to be affected by this stress hormones now during any stress response what happens we all notice this we breathe faster yeah. in an effort to quickly distribute the oxygen rich blood to your body yeah. so result of any chronic stress will make your heart work too hard too long and leads to blood pressure rise so what you end up with medicines yeah. to help your blood pressure and then a vicious cycle will start you are dependent on those medicines and today or tomorrow if you have high blood pressure for a long time you will be a perfect candidate for stroke or an mi which we call heart attack now it's not just heart not just blood vessels not just your blood pressure as simple as your digestive tract gets affected by stress how the moment you are in high stress your liver produces extra blood sugar now you will tell me how could liver produce extra blood sugar now if you do not know it's not just the pancreas which are responsible for responsible for diabetes it's also your liver now liver is the main organ which stores glucose or sugar as glucagon 
Now, whenever you're stressed to give you more energy, liver will get a signal to secrete more sugar into your blood. Now, if you are under chronic stress, imagine what is happening. This extra sugar release into your system, will the body be able to deal with it? No, your blood sugar level will go high. And there will be this uh, extra glucose which is secreted from the liver, causing a glucose surge. So, here your stress is leading you to a risk factor of developing type 2 diabetes. Now, rapid breathing, increased heart rate, it itself will, uh, you know, cause a problem with your digestive system. And you are more likely to develop what is very, very commonly seen in our practices nowadays, acid reflux disease or GERD. So you will suffer from heartburns, you will suffer from chest pain, pseudo heart attacks, what we call because of chest pain, patients rushing to the doctor, undergoing a lot of uh, investigation, undue expenses. Mm. So this is what stress is indirectly leading to. Stress can also affect the way your food moves through your body leading to either diarrhea or constipation. You can also experience nausea, vomiting, stomach aches. We are seeing so many patients of cervicalgia nowadays, which is nothing but pain in this area, the neck and the shoulder muscles. And most of the time we find the person to be in high stress levels. So basically, stress can affect at many levels. If you know how to live in now, you actually are able to control this stress. Yes. So you have spoken a lot of theory, which I'm sure you have been exposed to at your early age because you know you have been in the medical field. So I'm sure all this you must have studied in your books and everything. Have you since then embraced living in the now? Or has something happened in your own life that made this theory more practical? And you said, okay, you know what? It's not just, just telling my patients, but even for my own self, I need to embrace living in the now. I need to take control of my thoughts and not let my thoughts control me. Has there been an episode or has there been a reason for you to reach to this level? That's a very interesting question, Jaguti. As any young adult, I was also very ambitious, workaholic, and too hurried and fastidious in my approach, creating stress in my own life. But being young, I was not realizing it. Then came a time when I lost my father, who was like the best friend I ever had. Unfortunately, his death happened due to a wrong medication. And in spite of out of four, three of his children being doctors and doing good in their fields, he had to succumb to that. It's a long story. I won't go in that. Actually, that put me in some sort of clinical depression. I was not able to understand and digest the fact that he's no more at such an early age. He was only 62. After suffering from this depression myself for a couple of years, then I was introduced to spirituality to a friend of mine. Started reading a lot of uh, spiritual books. And at the same time, I was exposed to Srimad Bhagavad Gita, our Hindu holy book. One verse from Bhagavad Gita, chapter 12, which really impressed me and changed my life. Here when Arjuna asked Lord Krishna, what type of devotees are closest to you? And 
Lord Krishna replies to him. Now, in his reply, it is the fourth or the fifth verse which says, Sama Shatrao Chamit Precha Tatha Mana Pumana Yoho Sitoshna Sukdukeshu Sama Sangvivajita. Literal meaning of this verse changed my life actually. Sama. Sama means save. You should not change. Sama Shatrao Chamit Whether you are in friends or you are in enemy. Tatha mana pumana yoho. Whether you are respected or you are not respected. Sitoshna sukdukeshu. Whether you are going through happiness or sadness, you should remain the same. Now, how can you remain the same? When you learn to live in now and you are joyful all the time. So, when I found these two, what you say, keys to a happy, healthy life, I started following it. And today I can say, I follow them to the core. That's amazing. That's amazing. How would you say living in the now has benefited you personally and professionally? I'm sure your patients are benefiting a lot with your advice and with the way you, you know, have been guiding them. But for you personally, how has it benefited you? See, I can only teach what I practice. Right. Staying in the present has helped me to live my life much more fully. Rather worrying about the future or ruminating about my past, I try to savor every moment. Now also when I'm talking to you, I'm joyful about it. I'm living the moment. So basically practicing living in now makes me much happier. It makes me more optimistic and much more satisfied with my life. Mm. I think that satisfies your question. <laughs> That is, and professionally, that is what professionally how does it, uh, how has it been? Professionally, professionally, yes, definitely. Professionally, it's very important because when I see a patient for the first time, and as, I, as you know, I get a lot of referral from other doctors of really difficult diseases, which have practically no cure possible in other systems of medicine. So when I see a patient, I have to be with the patient. I have to be in his shoes. I have to feel what he is going through. I have to find his history right from his childhood. You know, they say if you have to uproot a tree from your garden, you cannot just cut the trunk or the branches. It will grow again. You have to find the roots, locate the roots, remove the roots. That is what we do in my science. We try to find out probable trigger factors for the development of the disease. So we have to go to the childhood of the patient and see what he or she has gone through, especially just before he developed that disease. Now to do that, if my mind will take me even a slide into past or into future, how can I focus in the present with my patient? Correct. So living with Mao helps me in connecting with my patient 100%. Yes. And when I connect with them, I understand them. When I understand them, most of the time I find out the cause of their suffering. Okay. The moment I find out the cause of their suffering, it becomes one of the key in making me select their right medicine. Okay. So professionally also living in now has been amazingly helpful to me. I think if we all implemented living in the now and being present, a lot of problems would be solved because what happens is in our day-to-day -day life, when we are communicating with someone, when the other person is speaking, we are somewhere lost in our past or thinking about the future. We are not just mindful, 100% present. And that I think leads to a lot of miscommunication, 
assumptions because we are not present you know because we're already creating a different answer in our head we're already creating different responses in our head rather than you know just being there and actually responding to what that person is saying we're always planning our reactions rather than actually being responsive so i really hope uh, starting from me and anybody who's listening to this we all consciously try to you know be more present and be more mindful because i personally have started doing that and believe me you just given me so much peace mental peace and sometimes when a client would call i would be like oh my god what does he want you know i think he's going to say this he's going to say that i've already created three four stories in my head and when i go it's a completely different thing or maybe i'm attracting that negative uh, response but now what i do is i just let it go i was like okay once i meet him i will know what it is but let me do now what i'm supposed to do and believe me you the responses have been so great like it's not something negative it's always something more positive or something more constructive so it is from my own personal life uh, example also you know when when i'm implementing it little bit not so much like you but i'm trying to do it you know bit by bit Dr Sharma there is a saying or i've read it also quite often in articles and books it says that you are not your thoughts we are not our thoughts and that life truly unfolds in the present we've already talked about the benefits of living in the now uh, how you know dwelling on our past and thinking about a future actually ends up creating so much stress and affects us physically and a lot of illnesses come from that we we've got all of this and we have you who has been living the moment all throughout you know you're the right person uh, who who can tell us what is the secret or what are the tips to be living in the now like how can someone live in the now because we've heard so much about it how do we implement it if you can give us some tips please okay i would uh, give you a tip by a small quote sure yesterday is history tomorrow is a mystery today is a gift and that is why it is called the present enjoy your gift enjoy your present to the fullest if you are not able to i can suggest you some tips as you ask jaguti which can help you in learning this basic fact of life which you have to either today or tomorrow you have to learn if you want a healthy happy joyful life so what you can do if you are not able to practice it 100% what can help you what i found what helps tremendously number 1 is meditation now meditation is a powerful very 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 powerful tool to practice mindfulness and we are talking about mindfulness here and we are talking about being in present here so meditation can help you a lot in that if you meditate and you keep doing it you already have the mind tools to be more present if you do not meditate do not wish to learn meditation you are too busy to find time for meditation you can still find ways to access your uh, inner space you have to reach to your own self what is the second way if not meditation it's very simple we all can follow that it is called deep conscious breathing sometimes being conscious of two or three full breaths is enough to anchor your mind in the present just two or three deep breaths yes i mean it wow. be sure 
But what you have to be serious about, you have to be sure about that your outward breath, that is your expiration, is little longer than your inspiration. Now, conscious breathing uh, means putting your awareness on your breathing and nothing else. So as you are taking these deep breaths, slow, controlled breaths, you are focusing on them. And as you focus your attention on these breathing, you will notice that breathing is neither voluntary nor involuntary. It is something that you do, but at the same time, something that does you. So practice conscious breathing to bring your mind back to the present. Another way which I can think of and I can tell your listeners, doesn't matter which religion you belong to. You all pray. Muslims pray five times a day. Hindus pray once a day or sometimes twice a day. Christians pray once or twice a day. Whenever you are praying, be in the presence. Be in 100% communication with the Creator. Be consciously present in your prayers. Now, I won't go in details about prayers. I can speak a lot about prayers. There can be prayer of forgiveness. There can be prayer of gratitude. There can be prayers of wants. Prayers can be of many kinds. But centering your prayers is very important. Your mind should not be running here and there when you are praying. Last but not the least, as you asked me ways to learn to live in now, is ancient Indian science of yoga. I won't call even Indian. I will call it the Vedic science. Ages old science of yoga. You must have seen now with COVID, the awareness of yoga has gone tremendously high. Yes. Many people are trying to learn and practice yoga. Now, yoga is one means by which you can learn to live in now also. Mm -hmm. On the physical level, yogic posture or yoga posture called asanas, they are actually designed to tone, strengthen and align your body. These postures are performed, make your spine supple and healthy and to promote your blood flow to all the organs, glands and your tissues, keeping all the bodily systems healthy. On the mental level, yoga uses breathing techniques which we call pranayama and meditation which we call dhyana to help quieten, clarify and discipline your mind. So yoga is the fourth technique which I follow, which helped me in my vow to live in the now or live in the present. Right. I hope I'm able to satisfy all your answers. Yes, you have. And uh, I'm so glad that you actually gave practical things to do. So meditation, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are now moving towards it because everybody's been talking about the benefits of it, like yoga. Even meditation has become, you know, one of it. Um, breathing. Um, did you know Jay Shetty? Jay Shetty is one of the very well-known motivational speaker. So he went ahead to become a monk and he went to monk school. And I was watching one of his interviews and he said, when I went to monk school, the first few days, they taught me how to breathe. And I was wondering, why? Why do I need to learn how to breathe? But that, that is the first basic thing that we as human beings have to learn in order to connect with ourselves. Because the time we are born, we are breathing. And until we die, you know, I mean, it's the last thing that we do. 
it is so important for us to focus on how we breathe. So thank you so much, you know, for adding that because in, in our busy lives, we forget to focus on the most important thing in our life and that is the way we breathe. So that, and then you talked about prayers that we should be so mindful when we are praying and the fourth is yoga. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Sharma. And I'm so sure that a lot of people uh, who are listening to this are definitely going to start implementing this in order to have a healthy mind, body and soul. God has not given us this much power to change what happened a second back. Hmm. We cannot do anything about the past except learning from it. God has not given us this much power also to change what will happen one second next. We cannot do anything about the future. But we have been given a hundred percent power and control on our now. We have been given the choice how to live the now. So it's my wishes, it's my prayer to God that we all learn to live the now, this moment, joyfully, like the child we were, and reap the benefit of this beautiful life given to us. Thank you for listening to You Are Human. If you liked today's episode, then please share it. And if there is a subscribe or a follow option on the platform you're using to listen to this podcast, then please do that too. See you in the next episode. Until then, remember... Our time is limited. Let's make the most of it.